1: Welcome, funk musicians, tuba players, guidance counselors, oh, and an extra special shout-out to the new guy in school. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my house this evening. But first, your freshman year is still in session. So, did you guys do your homework? This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. Well first I'd like to apologize for my bedtime voice, I'm recording this very late at night, but this is an accurate slumber party voice for me, so hope you enjoy it. I feel like EG Daily, but whatever. So did you listen last week to our episode on The Perfect Score? Erica W. Smith was awesome, as always. She's such a great guest and such a great writer. If you don't follow her as a writer, you really should. I love her articles. Google her or or follow her on Twitter or Instagram or, you know, wherever people are following people these days. Now, did you watch this week's film, The New Guy? I think I say this in the episode, but if you saw The New Guy in high school like when it came out, this rewatch is probably going to be fun. If not, it might have been a struggle. But my guest and good friend, Mike Rivera, well, him and I have a really, really good time talking about it. We just have a good time catching up on those old high school memories. And, you know, just like discussing this film, because we both saw it together in high school, so I think it means a little bit more to us than it does to someone who's just watching it naked for the first time, you know? (laughs) But, before we dive into that, well, we got a busy show this week. As you remember from last week, this is March for March. Wait, no. I keep getting it wrong, and I coined it myself. This month is March through March, the Marching Band Awareness Month. And just a reminder, I created this because, for March, I wanted to talk about some Marching Band films... But guess what? They didn't exist! Not a single high school marching band film seems to exist in the universe of films. How is that possible? I don't know. Nobody has come up with a uh, a suggestion or a solution for this. So I thought, in lieu of that, uh, I'd try to do some fun things and bring on some guests to talk about their marching band experience. And today you're in for a treat. Our guest is none other than Caragel O'Regan of the Whistle Thinking podcast which is another podcast, an awesome podcast on the Kate's Podcast Network. You should definitely check it out. And I spoke with her earlier this week, so let's pop in the tape, sit back, and listen. So our first mystery marching band-ish guest for the March Through March... Wait, what did I call this again? The March Through March High School Marching Band Appreciation Month. My first mystery guest is... None other than, you, you've heard her on this show a lot, but also of wistful thinking, Cara oregan Cara, welcome aboard.
2: Uh, toot toot, hello. Nice,
1: I like that. <laughs> so you were actually part of a main inspiration for doing the March for March High School Marching Band Appreciation Month. Oh, really? Yes, um, you called me out on Twitter a couple weeks ago. And, and, and it kind of, you know, kind of made me think, because I do make fun of tuba players a lot.
2: <laughs> it's the funniest intro. <laughs> I mean, like, that is 100% why I picked it. Well, it's like 40% of why I picked it. <laughs> it was like, just for comedy purposes. <laughs> I,
1: mean, I don't know why. Like, that was just my go-to analogy. But it wasn't just me, because I was kind of like going through some older episodes for um, some project I'm doing. And... A couple other people use the tuba, so so you're right. I guess it's the funniest marching band instrument. But it made me think. I'm like, oh, March is coming up. Maybe I can do like a marching band themed movie month for you know. It would make sense, right? High school marching bands, high school films. And I think I mentioned this to you off air. I could not find one single high school marching band movie,
2: which is so surprising to me because I feel like like marching bands show up in things, I guess. But there's no like central narrative set among a high school marching band.
1: No, and it's the weirdest thing. They're completely underrepresented in the high school film genre. And I was shocked. You know, you would think that even someone might have made a bad high school marching band movie. That's like... <laughs> oh,
2: I'm sure somebody has. Just, you know, hasn't made it to your level of awareness.
1: I guess not. And so if any of you guys out there know it, please let me know. No one has yet. Instead, I thought I'd bring some people with some band high school band experience on every week in March just to shed light on it. You told us about some of your uh, band experience on the Breakfast Club episode, but for those of us who, well, not me and you obviously, but for those of you out there who didn't listen to it, Kara, tell us about, um, I guess, what instrument you played, even though we've been talking about a little bit, and just your high school band um how you got into it and stuff
2: yeah so I played the tuba or the sousaphone depending on whether we were doing concert band or marching band a sousaphone is the one that you can like wear it wraps around <laughs> you and has the big bell facing forward and then like a regular concert tuba is the upright facing one and it's some people march with it um I am not large enough to do that so I had a wearable instrument instead
1: Hmm. I, I never like thought of it like that. As it's more wearable, but I, I guess you're right. We, I asked you a little bit about the sousaphone on the Breakfast Club episode. But wait, does it sound the same?
2: I think so. I mean, it depends. I guess what they are made out of, like that, can affect how an instrument sounds. Um, you know whether or not it's in tune, and temperature can like affect that, and how you put it together, and stuff like that. But I think like the general sound is relatively the same because it's the same amount of tubing it's just arranged differently wow
1: i'm like learning yeah. so much wow that's really cool i didn't realize that so i guess my second question now is this, probably an obvious one but i never played an instrument if you can play the tuba you can definitely play the sousaphone, right yes good to know good to know i, I knew it was like the marching band replacement i guess but i didn't know like that it was that similar to the two but i thought it was just another thing they used
2: yeah i mean i think so i don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're our i'm not lo- exactly an expert yes I was on this podcast very you are
2: <laughs> on the band thing when i was in high school so like i don't know maybe they are totally different <laughs> i didn't care
1: you are our on staff expert for low brass band instruments. All right. So <laughs> I mean,
2: I can just tell you things. They may or may not be true, you know. But that's that's the world we live in. So.
1: But I, you know, your attitude towards the marching band, I feel like, is a very high school attitude, and <laughs> I appreciate that.
2: Well, my parents actually like forced me to do it. I had no interest in being in band. Um, I had started music like. When I was a kid, I guess my, the piano was my first instrument. Um, and I'm not inherently musical. Like It's not something that like comes easily to me. And I had so many friends who were just these like incredible, natural musicians that I was like, mm, this is not really for me. But my parents were like, you need to do this. You need to do something to get you out of the house, because otherwise you'll just stay in the basement and paint for the rest of your life, which is true. Um, that sounds pretty fun though. Basement painting? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was into it for a reason. <laughs> so uh, I started in like fourth grade, I think, in band, on the flute. I had I had wanted to start with brass instrument with the French horn, but my mother was like, too bad, I found this flute for $15 at a garage sale, so you're going to play the flute. So I played that for a few years, and then I, like, dabbled around, did clarinet for a little while, did eventually dabble in French horn, but it wasn't for me, and then I think it was in, like, seventh or eighth grade that my band director was like, you know, have you ever considered the tuba? And I was like, no, but that sounds hilarious, why not? And that's how I wound up uh, with that. And also because I was like, fine, if you're going to make me be in band, I'm going to choose the weirdest instrument just <laughs> to spite you. So when I said that it, that the comedy reason for playing the tuba was like a 60 40 split, that, it, that was the other half of the split. So. Mm,
1: makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he just asked to the two, tu- or she? I don't know, your band director, but why do oh, you. Oh, it th- was a he. Yeah. Okay. Why Shout do you out think. Mr. Vantines. <laughs> Why do you think he suggested the tuba for you?
2: Oh, he just needed a tuba player. Like, there was no one who had uh, picked it up, and they needed, you know, that lower end of the low brass sound. Gotcha. So he was like... And he also, I mean, he had been, yeah, I guess he had been my band director for, like, four years at that point and, like, knew I was really not in, into it. <laughs> he was just trying to, like, you know, he was very supportive of me, like, exploring different instruments and maybe finding my place. And so when he suggested the tuba, I was like, yeah, that sounds, sounds great. Why not? Um, and we didn't have marching band until high school, so that was a real wake-up point when I was like, oh, I'm going to have to carry this thing around but yeah
1: (laughs) i guess i don't know i was i was i thought maybe like tuba players have a certain sass to them that they need or something or like i mean they might (laughs) (laughs) what were your marching band uniforms like
2: oh they were actually not bad um like the year or year or two before i started high school they got like brand new uniforms, so they were new, they didn't smell too weird, (laughs) Um, and they were actually really nice. They were like a a bright red, like, military-style jacket and black pants with a red stripe down the side, and then these hideous, shiny, patent-leather black shoes. Everybody else had to wear dumb hats, but because the sousaphone bell, like, gets in the way... Tuba players got to stick with a beret, which was pretty Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really
1: cool. Huh. Yeah. I think you're changing my mind on the tuba. Like-
2: you can also dance with a sousaphone, um, which I discovered because I was just very bored during football games. I'd <laughs> have to, like, sit there in the stands, so I would like, bop around and then realize that you can bop while also playing music. Oh, that's I cool. invented a whole genre of dance. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's called tuba dancing.
1: I'm impressed. You're gonna have to like show that off on one of our video segments.
2: I mean, they may still be doing it at my high school. I don't know. I know that it did live on after me, for at least the immediate generation after I left. So
1: who knows? You could be like a god. You could there. be a legend. Yeah. yeah. Like oh my god, you're know. Kara. I'm definitely of the never going to go back there uh, <laughs> and find out
2: and just pretend that I am, in fact, a legend.
1: <laughs> On a similar note, I guess, um, when was the last time you played the tuba or sousaphone?
2: Oh, I must have been like 17, because when I turned 18, I was like, I don't have to listen to what you guys say anymore. <laughs> I quit band. So um, I was not in band for my senior year because I was busy doing art school things like applying to art schools and stuff which is a very time-consuming process so gotcha back to painting in the basement
1: so your uh low brass experience is you know never carried over into your adulthood no not even a day
2: touched a have not touched a brass instrument in my entire adult life
1: i don't know i feel like you need to reunite with the instrument
2: i mean i think about it a lot i think about like starting a ska band or something um But, like, I wasn't good ever. (laughs) I also, like, sometimes didn't play because by the time I got to high school, there were already three tuba players. So I didn't have, like, if I didn't make any noise, no one would (laughs) know. That's hilarious to think (laughs) about. Yeah, which was my entire approach to high school in general. (laughs) Um, But definitely in band. So, yeah.
1: Oh, that's a great mantra. Any, anything else you'd like to share on the tuba, sousaphone, low brass, or the band in general?
2: Well, so after I called you out about making fun of tuba players, you replied to me with a picture of something that was not a tuba. It was a euphonium. Or maybe it was a baritone. They're basically the same thing. blew like,
1: my it, mind, though, when that yeah. happened. Because I put tuba in the, like, you know, GIF searcher. And yeah,
2: well, I mean, technically, a euphonium is a tenor tuba. So the way that you have, like, a tenor or alto sax in the saxophone squad or whatever they're called, <laughs> um, like, there are different sizes of instruments that have different pitch. I think pitch is the right word. I don't know. So, like, a euphonium is this the same as a tuba, just smaller, so it's a higher pitch, And a a baritone is basically the same as a euphonium, except, and this is if I remember this correctly, a euphonium has like a cone, a bell shaped tube, and a baritone is a cylinder, so it makes a slightly different noise, but it's basically the same instrument. Hmm. But, I, I had no but idea. But it's just, it's, it looks like a tuba, but tinier, and that's what you sent me.
1: Why so like would they tuba. have that one, then? I feel like it would be so <laughs> much more mainstream to have at least a sousaphone or a tuba, you know?
2: I mean, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, whatever. I, it's cool.
2: I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think, actually, the um, euphonium is basically a trombone shaped differently. Like, it's the same length.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: And instead of having the slide, has the like piston keys. Um, so again, why? I don't <laughs> know because uh, I, I don't know like how differently their sounds are. But uh, actually, my best friend from high school, and it's it's funny that I didn't want to be in band because like all of the friends that I still keep in touch with and like see on any sort of regular basis are all band kids. Oh really? I was like <laughs> I'm too cool for this at the time. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but like my best friend, who's still a, a best friend of mine, she played the euphonium. So, oh, cool. Couple of real weirdos at the back of the band bus.
1: It just proves that the band links stay forever, I guess.
2: I guess so. I mean, it's like, you know, there's there are one time at band camp stories <laughs> that you experience together, you know, marching through ninety degree heat in the terrible sun together. Uh, you you go through some stuff.
1: I might need to, like, cut a, a beautiful montage of, like, <laughs> high school band scenes because, like, mm. so there's not a movie. You just reminded me of the band camp thing.
2: Oh, I thought that would be – I didn't bring it up earlier because I thought that would be, like, I, top of mind. Everyone would be talking about that.
1: I didn't even think of it. And even in my Google searches, it didn't yield American Pie, which, oh, it, which is silly. Wow. Cause that is de- I guess because you don't really see yeah. too much band movement in there. It's more about the story.
2: But all of my non-band friends would be like, so this one time at Bandcamp, <laughs> you know, like trying to pull the band camp stories out.
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised because I sure, really? I'm sure, i sure I would have been one of those people saying that to you. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I think, I mean, what year did that come out?
1: Um, Oof. Like uh, 99. 99, definitely. We okay. did it here, yeah.
2: Yeah, my first year of high school was 2001, mm-hmm. so no. it was still very fresh.
1: Yeah, for sure. I remember saying that in middle school, so that makes sense, yeah. When, it, when Now, I don't think I'd seen American Pie, but I'd definitely seen the commercial, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's enough sometimes. There's so many films that I thought I've seen, but I just really watched the commercial a lot, like, from when I was young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm noticing that now. A cu- yeah. a couple times appearing on other people's podcasts, not my own, like, I totally thought I saw the movie, and that's why I signed up for it. And mm-hmm. then... I think you kind of did that with... Uh, um, Tammy and the T-Rex. Tammy and
2: the T-Rex. I was just thinking that. and <laughs> I just saw another movie by the same director, and it was really good. I don't know what it was, though. I'm really? Yeah.
1: And, what? Um, you have to let me know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look at my letterbox right now, because I was watching it, and was like, this is so good. Who directed it? And then I was like, that name sounds familiar.
1: Wow, we were really, like, shitting on this guy.
2: Uh, well, that movie... He would probably be like, "You're right. I didn't try at all. <laughs> um, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever. I'll figure it out later. I'll when you
1: figure it out. it out, let me know, so yeah. I, I can retweet that. So, Kara, what's been going on with wistful thinking?
2: Um, you know, I, we've been doing some stuff. Uh, <laughs> Some, like, deeply uninspiring things. (laughs) Uh, We had a Mike Myers month for the month of January. Uh, Yeah, and it's fair to say
1: Mike Myers did not come out of that month smelling like roses.
2: No, no, he did not. (laughs) In February, we were going to do a Nora Ephron month, and then we didn't feel like it, Uh, (laughs) so we didn't, and we... uh, took a hard left turn and watched a couple of Matthew Lillard movies It's
1: very which, hard left
2: yeah but I mean they were pretty good I liked them a lot we did scream and SLC Punk and then I did some other supplemental watching that I enjoyed um, but yeah I you know I don't know if it's like because it's the end of winter but we're feeling like a little burnt out a little uninspired so... Who knows what's coming up? <laughs> we'll see. It will reveal itself to us in time.
1: One of my favorite things about Wistful thinking is that you don't like lie about your mood, you know, yeah. uh, or it doesn't seem like it. You could be, no, but we it doesn't don't. seem like it. <laughs> it's very much. Uh, it, it feels very natural. I'll put it that way, which is great, and I and I love it because it, it, it's it's very true, you know. <laughs> yeah. How's a uh, how's partly my love child? Uh, what am I chewing doing?
2: Oh, it's it's okay. You know, we like, uh, we ran out of things (laughs) (laughs) to chew. Or not that we've like run out of food to chew. It's just like,
1: Oh, what a first world problem.
2: I know. Right. Um, (laughs) like once you get to know somebody else's eating habits and like preferences, and then you like chew enough things, you're just like, okay, so this, these are cookies. And it just happens really fast. But it does, like, it always opens up some other sort of com- conversation. Like, we wound up talking about uh, science experiments Ooh. last time we recorded. I don't even remember why. Um, so, you know, other things happen.
1: But see, and I don't know if this was an intentional double, like, meaning for the title. Like, if it is, I totally did not even think of it. I was just taking it in the literal sense. But what am I chewing also means like what am i chewing on yeah mentally yeah Yeah. and i totally just got that now yeah (laughs) which is you know it's a fun show again you guys are you and it's awesome i can't (laughs) wait to be back on again um on what am i chewing and you have to let me on wistful thinking sometime down the road because i do need to talk about david the gnome
2: David the Gnome, oh my god, I forgot we were going to do that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Jordan was just saying that she misses when we used to have guests. So maybe we'll start having guests again. <laughs> we'll
1: see. Oh, I love it. Well, um, any other thing you want to promote? or? Uh, no, but I
2: did Google the guy who directed Tammy and the T-Rex while I was talking. And the other movie that I watched recently that he directed is called The Ice Pirates. And it is amazing really
1: it's so i saw that on the list and i was like there's no way that this movie is good it's called the ice um, pirates
2: yeah i mean like it's not like a capital g capital f good film um <laughs> but i genuinely enjoyed it like angelica houston isn't an wow intro. yeah it has really an incredible production design um and it's like it's kind of a space ballsy sort of thing it's really good
1: that's interesting We definitely have to check it out that's Really cool. Thank you for, you know, kind of redeeming that director.
2: (laughs) Stuart Raffle? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, Kara, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for educating my listeners in uh, March for March, the high school marching band (laughs) appreciation month. (laughs) I even forget it, but that's what it is. It's not March for March. That sounds like it's March through March. Guys, yeah, March through March. Yeah, March through March. March for March sounds like it's a charity and I don't want to pretend that this is that kind of thing. But it's it's an educational thing, you know. It's yeah. I think it's important because it's an underrepresented group and hopefully hopefully we can lift up the spirits of former and current marchers and like marching band marchers, I mean. <laughs> and you know, just Create a little bit of happiness in this world. Th- that's the goal here. And, I, and again, I do apologize for offending the marching band faithful.
2: <laughs> I was just razzing you and <laughs> I was giving you a hard time. But thank you uh, for having me. It's
1: that tuba sense of humor coming back. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: that's like the best thing in the world is that you could just like blow an extremely loud raspberry at any time when you have a t- <laughs> tuba handy. And uh, I missed that. <laughs> Perfect. All right.
1: Thanks, Kara. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. Can you hang tight for a hot second, okay? Anyway, thank you, Kara, for hopping on and educating us. And I can't wait to see who'll stop by next week. But without further delay, pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's, because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with, first, a word from our sponsor today. Yes, we have a sponsor. Why? Because he's also our guest today. Have you done your taxes yet? Well, it's that time of year again. April 15th is coming around the corner. And don't wait a second longer. Contact the Master of Coin. That's right. I know you all watched the trailer to that hit show, but this is a different Master of Coin. This is the real Master of Coin. This is Mike Rivera. Not only is he our guest today, Not only is he a listener of the show, not only is he a good friend of mine, but he's also a certified public accountant, and he's ready to help you. Go to MikeRiveraCPA.com for more information, or email MikeRivera616 at gmail.com. And if you mention High School Slumber Party, you'll get a 10% discount. What are you waiting for? Contact Mike today. So, let's play a song, shall we? The song is Play That Funky Music, and the band is Wild Cherry. Class dismissed. question for you one really 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 important question who's the, bitch now? <laughs> who's the bitch now god i can't believe i said that this is a very dated film we're going to talk about with a lot of language and sub themes that i don't know if, i don't want to say they're completely inappropriate like oh my god like shield your eyes but certainly certain lines that we don't We don't really talk like that in culture anymore.
0: That line is an all-time favorite, though. (laughs) Being said not only by the protagonist, but by prison guards, his mentor who was in prison, and Dizzy himself.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of the taglines of this film. This film definitely thought it would be more popular than it was. I mean, it did make money.
0: Well, I mean, there's who's the bitch now, and there's also who's the biatch now. Well, yeah. I think it's,
1: yeah. And maybe biatch is more appropriate these days anyway. Uh, but anyway, Mike, thank you for coming on. You've you've been on a couple times now, and for those of you who haven't listened, just a little background, Mike and I went to high school together. Well, you know what? You've been on before. If you don't remember how, introduce yourself by saying your name, high school, graduating year, and the team name.
0: All right. Thank you again for having me. My name is Michael Rivera. I went to high school with the host of High School Slumber Party himself, Brian Rodriguez. Graduated 2005.
1: Long time ago. Long time ago.
0: Mascot the Golden Knight of Northern Valley Regional High School. A
1: little different order than usual, but (laughs) thank you for coming on. So I've already asked what your high school experience is like. We've shared some high school tales. Maybe we'll repeat ourselves because I don't remember what we said. But I'll ask you this question. Now that you're a full-fledged adult in the adult world with an adult job and an adult life, what do you miss most about high school?
0: Of high school itself, not much. (laughs) But I do miss... The camaraderie of the close group of friends that we had—you know, we didn't—we were bored. Teenagers had nothing better to do. We did stupid stuff and got into trouble. I mean, stupid stuff—not really in compared to most high school students, but (laughs)
1: you
0: know, we had fun with what we had.
1: Mike, I'd like to think that we still hang out and do stupid stuff. We do. So. <laughs> it's just
0: a lot less.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not that we had a lot of money, because obviously we were in high school, but we also had zero expensive. $20 could go a long way in high school.
0: It really could. <laughs> it really we could. could oh, that, that's all weekend. That it, could take us through the whole weekend. Yeah, because
1: <laughs> yeah, like, you, don't, you don't have alcohol to buy. Well, certainly not us.
0: Go to 7-Eleven. You get a 99-cent Arizona iced tea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like, you ever have, like, your grandmother give you, like, a 20 or, like, $10, and they're like, it means something, you know? Yeah. It means something. That's it's... when you throw in that new guy line,
3: who's the fish now?
1: <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs>
0: Not to your grandmother, I hope. Yeah, I wasn't implying that that was to my <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> I just
1: remember, though, like, when we first, like, could drive, we would just drive for the hell of it.
0: To like, nowhere. Let's just drive. Parking lot to parking lot. Yeah,
1: like, take multiple cars and just drive...
0: Let's go to seven
1: eleven. Okay. Seven eleven. Let's go to Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. The mall. You know. <laughs> and uh, when we were talking about what movies to do, I thought about this one because did we see this in theaters? We must have. I think so. I remember seeing this in theaters. It just oh, we saw so many movies back then. And I recently uh, we recently did the hot chick on this podcast. Somewhat recently. And That was a 2002 movie. We've done Orange County, another movie we've done as 2002 movies. And I realized, like, today I looked it up, I'm like, wow. Why am I doing so many 2002 movies? And I realized it's because, like, that was, like, the prime of us going to the movies, I think.
0: You don't know what to do? You go to the mall. And it's (laughs) even portrayed in not just this movie, but so many other high school movies. So many others. They just go to and hang out at the mall. I guess it was probably... A generational thing, too. Oh, yeah. It's well, malls, malls aren't as cool now. And yeah, we and end up seeing a movie.
1: 2002 was also like the leftover vomit from the 90s. It's like the transition <laughs> to a different decade. Hate to bring this up, but Kyle, Kyle Ranfrey, the host of Foodie Films, always says this. 2002, despite being right after 9 11, all these films were made before 9 11. And pre 9 11 movies have a certain quality of just like silliness and weirdness that after. This country and the world saw like that kind of tragedy. It was like, yeah. <laughs> we should take life a little bit more seriously.
0: This is just
1: stupid. <laughs> I, you need movies like this. You do, fair. Maybe not like this, but, but close.
0: <laughs> you need this movie.
1: Now, I bring up 2002 <laughs> because I was looking at the list of 2002 movies, and this is like towards the, the bottom 100 of 2002 films, despite making money um, in terms of gross. But I'm going to just read you films off this list I probably have seen in my life 90 of the 100
0: we've probably seen them together
1: (laughs) yeah but in the theater that year I must have seen at least half these films I'm not going to read all 100 but right, let's hear Spider-Man was the highest grossing film Lord of the Rings The Two Towers Star Wars Episode 3 Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets My Big Fat Greek Wedding definitely saw that in the theaters yes because I remember I remember we were at the Palisades Movie Theater and our choice was My Big Fat Greek Wedding or Made in Manhattan and you wanted to go see Made in Manhattan.
0: Isn't J Lo in that?
1: Yes, because of J Lo, and you're a big J Lo <laughs> fan. And Anthony wanted to see our friend, mutual friend Anthony wanted to see my big fat Greek wedding, and I was the deciding vote for my big fat Greek wedding because I heard it had good reviews. And I don't know, I I don't think we made a mistake with that. Yeah. I, no. But signs I saw in the theater: Austin Powers Gold Member, Men in Black Two. I didn't see Chicago in the theater but big movie that year. Catch Me If You Can, Die Another Day, Scooby-Doo, Lilo and Stitch, Triple X, Minority Report, Suit Home Alabama, Mr. Deeds, The Sum of All Fears, Eight Mile, which I didn't see in the theater, but uh, Two Weeks Notice, The Scorpion King with The Rock.
0: For whatever weird reason, <laughs> I do recall seeing Two Weeks Notice <laughs> in theater.
1: Because you should just you used to just go to the theater without intention of what film you were going to see, and just, oh, it's 9? Nine? The 9.15 movie? Let's see that. Let's see Snow Dogs, you know? Gangs in New York that year, The Rookie, Barber Shop. John Q I saw in the theater. I don't even know what that's about. Jackass the movie, Drumline. I know you saw Drumline in the I theater. I saw
0: Drumline, yes.
1: <laughs> like Mike. I don't know if I saw that in the theater, but I remember that coming out. <laughs> that's where, like, I think it's a little Bow Wow? Yeah, tries yeah. to <laughs> emulate Michael Jordan. <laughs> Big Fat Liar, 28 Days Later, Rain of Fire. The Hours, About a Boy, Walk to Remember, that was the movie I saw on my first date. Orange County, like I said, Blue Crush, the surfing movie. Oh, Master Disguise. Nice. Another good one. Collateral Damage, was it Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, I saw it like my dad that year. <laughs> Enough with J-Lo. Something related to this film, Undercover Brother. Oh. <laughs> 40 Days and 40 Nights which is an R film. I didn't see that in theaters, but I definitely saw that on DVD when it came out. Crossroads with Britney Spears. Clockstoppers. <laughs> and these, a lot of these are high school films. The Hot Chick, which I just mentioned. Bend it like Beckham. What a year. you know? It looks, and
0: looks like you got your work cut out for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, not all these are high school films. The New Guy and Swim fans certainly are. Thank God we're tackling The New Guy today. Point is, a lot of those movies, not great. But I've seen most of them. Most of them in the theater. And this was definitely one of those movies. And again, this is before Netflix, this is before streaming things, so you had your blockbuster, and then you had your movie theater. And when you're a teen in high school, you pretty much watch every teen high school film there is. Like, oh, that appeals to me, okay. The new guy was no exception. It's like, I don't remember like talking about this film a lot, but I, I remember quoting it, <laughs> as weird as that is.
0: <laughs> I just have to know one thing, Brian. Did you get the bear, the Papa Bear thing, from this movie? No, 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 okay. no, no. Okay.
1: <laughs> I often have called myself Papa Bear, but that—I think that's not like a Will Ferrell thing. I've heard him say that. <laughs> it's something people say. Um, you mentioned something before we were recording when I briefly mentioned the two thousand two thing. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Like before you could drive, going to the movies, you had to rely on your parents. And you had to like set up the rides. All those
0: awkward phone calls. Yeah. Hi, Mrs. Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, is Brian home?
1: <laughs> you had very good phone etiquette as a child. I remember that. Yeah, you had to be polite, like no cell phones. Or, or maybe we got cell phones in high school, but first it was just calling your friends on the phone, setting up a movie thing, asking your parents if they can drive you, seeing who can pick you up. And you mentioned, uh, I don't want to say former. I guess former mutual friend of ours, Bernard, because he doesn't talk to us anymore. But uh, we definitely went with Bernard to see this film, now yes. that I remember that. Yes, But But uh, Bernard's mom used to pick us up a lot and like throw us in the... She must, Did she have like a Pathfinder or something?
0: Or? Uh, RAV4? Was that it?
1: Maybe a Land Cruiser, I'm it not sure. was one of those small Oh, with small, the SUVs. smaller ones?
0: One of the... Yeah.
1: I don't know. I remember just like driving back from the movie theater and she used to blast the heat to like... must have been like Hundred degrees in there. Sauna,
0: straight up sauna.
1: Weird, weird, and I don't know. I mean, you go to the movies too. It was just like fun. It was fun to see like other teenagers, not from your high school. Not that we would talk to them, no. <laughs> but like looking at the cute girls and because our main movie theater was in the mall. So it was like killing two birds with one stone. Looking's fun. (laughs) Always. So we definitely saw The New Guy. I'm sure of it. And I remember being in the theater, seeing it, and I had questions back then. I really enjoyed it, but I had questions back then, that's for sure. If you guys aren't familiar with The New Guy, and I'm sure a lot of you aren't, it seems like if you went to high school the same years that I went to high school, you definitely know this film. But if you didn't, you have no idea what this film is. <laughs> but every week I read the back of the VHS or the back of the DVD cover. This is certainly DVD era, so I'll read the back of the DVD now. But this was back when, like, you could also get full screen DVDs as opposed to widescreen. Which every, oh. everything's widescreen now. Yeah, even don't TVs you want are the wide-screen. widescreen. Yeah, but back then a lot of TVs were full screen, so people would be like. There was a thought that like widescreen cut off the top and the bottom. <laughs> I remember people saying, what are the black bars there for? It's like, no. When in it's, fact it's the other way yeah, around. Yeah, it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Screw full screen, but whether this was widescreen or full screen, this was the back of the DVD cover. Terminally nerdy Dizzy Harrison is routinely laughed at, ridiculed, and picked on. His senior year is nothing but an exercise in pain and torture. So Dizzy decides to change his luck. After purposely getting expelled from school... Dizzy enrolls in a rival high school with a new look, a new story, and a completely new attitude. Now the former dud becomes a major stud and finds himself the big man on campus, complete with girls, popularity, and more girls. But when his past resurfaces and threatens to expose the real Dizzy, he must rise to the occasion and show the world exactly what he is about. So, question. Yes.
0: Was this intended to be a spoof movie?
1: There was not a lot of scholarship on this film, but I think it's intended to be a fun teenage movie and that like for gaps of action they just spoofed a lot of things, <laughs> you know? Because
0: watching this movie 15, 16 years later, some scenes almost look like a sp- They're spoofing on high school
1: movies. Some of them really are. And some of them, I don't know if it's just so cliche that it's intended. (laughs) It's certainly a comedy, so maybe. By the way, I'm not sure what version you saw of this film. Me neither. I've (laughs) seen both. So the theatrical version was the PG-13 version. So we definitely saw that one. But then I rented from Blockbuster for sure the unrated version. Because at Blockbuster, they used to only have... Not only, but most of the films would just have the unrated version. Because that was like the appeal like oh i saw this in theaters but i need to see this version you know this time i rented it on amazon i'm not sure what you did i did the same okay so i think we both saw this pg-13 version here are the differences in the unrated cut dizzy appears to be a child of divorce this is according to the imdb trivia he once had a mother and she left the family when dizzy was doing his godfather of soul routine (laughs) interesting is that
0: the opening sequence yeah
1: which I'm like, why would they cut that out? Is that really something like is R and PG 13? You know, is that like the difference? Like, ooh, divorce. It's something that happens. It's something that's real. Was that the only difference? The other thing was, I guess, more risque, but it's not that bad. So, you remember that guidance counselor? Her name was Miss Pierce. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was funny. Um, <laughs> so, Dizzy's father and her end up like being a couple in the film.
0: That's the vibe I got. From their chemistry. Yeah,
1: but it's not... It's like, specifically shows them being a couple in the R ver- or in the uh, unrated version, I should say. Mm-hmm. And she talks to him about excessive masturbation. So
0: she was technically the guidance counselor?
1: I think so. I think that's what she was supposed to be. Or school therapist or something. Okay. It's funny because, like, I do remember seeing the unrated version because I remember her having this, like, weirdo masturbation. Uh <laughs> conversation with him. So I've definitely seen both. But we watched a PG-13 version, which is fine. Whatever. This isn't a long movie. It's like an hour and 20-something minutes. Oh, oh, there's one more difference. So in this version, of the PG-13 version, there's that scene where he like gives a speech as like Patton. That's obviously a spoof yes. of the film, Patton. But in the R version, that's cut for a longer extended Braveheart speech. Which I remember that as well. Whatever. I don't know why. Just for the record, those of you who don't know the new guy... It's 7% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. That means watch it now. (laughs) But 54% by the audience. And that's a big swing. And 54% is a coin toss. Like, maybe you like it, maybe you won't. I have to say, I don't care what the critics say.
0: (laughs) But just suspend your disbelief, have a good laugh, and enjoy a bad
1: movie. (laughs) Fair. One last fact. In Spain... This movie was known as Los Feos También Mohan, (laughs) which means the ugly guys also get laid. (laughs) The ugly guys also get laid. They couldn't have just called it the new guy? No, I kind of like that title. (laughs) So Mike, I ask you this before we dive into our story. Mm -hmm. More high school stuff, and if you're uncomfortable, talk about it Okay but what were you like with the ladies in high school? I mean, I was there, but... Later. It was
0: awful. <laughs> I, I could not muster up any courage to go talk to anyone of the opposite sex. It was pretty horrendous. You've witnessed it a few times. I think I tried to talk to a girl close to 30 times at the mall and <laughs> managed not the same girl. to whisper uh, hello, which she probably didn't even hear. <laughs> and I made a pathetic retreat out of whatever store we I think were it in was at Hollister. the time. Probably
1: hanging out at Hollister was fun because they had like a front porch. And... <laughs> yeah, no. The only
0: luck I had was bad luck, or well, maybe just no skill.
1: I feel like you got set up a lot. I did. And then I feel like you got screwed over a lot. I did. And we might have talked about this, uh, maybe on the Outsiders or something, but. You were um, known for not you doing it, but you were known for the classic bait and switch.
0: Yes, I was the one being switched, at, or I was the bait, I guess. You were the bait, yeah. I was you were the, the bait. bait. <laughs> our very wonderful
1: friend. No, would. I mean, it wasn't just our friend who will remain nameless, Anthony. <clears throat> it wasn't just him; it was some other friends of ours too. How, th- how can I explain it? How the bait-and-switch would work is that they would set you up with a pretty girl. You would date that pretty girl, and for some reason, they would gain the pretty girl's confidence behind your back, and then that pretty girl would date them. That
0: <laughs> sounds just about right. I was so confused at the time, too. I remember...
1: Yeah, I, t- I would tell you, Mike, it's going to happen again. I
0: thought I had a girlfriend at the time. I really did. I thought we were dating for a full week. Granted, we never hung out. Uh, just one-on-one, but still. I thought this girl was my girlfriend. And then she comes to tell me a week later that she's seeing our friend who will remain nameless, Anthony. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're not going to say all these names. My favorite one, though, was um, you were set up with a girl for our cotillion. Very pretty girl from another uh, school. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 and cotillion was like our winter formal that we, we had. Do we need every to year. reopen these wounds? <laughs> it's fun because it reminds me of this film. Oh, and <laughs> this hurts. Ah, so, whatever. Awesome. I don't know. I thought you, like, kind of hit it off.
0: I thought so, too.
1: <laughs> whatever. Things didn't work out well. And we, not you, but me and the fellow who should re- remain nameless happened to go to the same church. And this girl went to that church, I guess. We had, like, certain activities there or something. I think it was for confirmation. Mm. And he did. Not I, but he had this thing where like they slept outside like homeless people in boxes and apparently they shared a box and apparently they shared more than just the box you know <laughs> and he told me about it and i'm like what friend who shall remain nameless this is like the third time this has happened he's like i don't know it, it is what it is <laughs> I might have just told you. I think I might have just told you because it was hilarious. I knew
0: I wasn't stupid. The best part, why would you hide this from me for six months when it was on the front page of the Bergen Record?
1: Yeah, so the local newspaper ran a story on the kids, and like he had his arm around her. Or she was wearing his jacket, right? In the article,
0: she w- yeah, there was a photo on the front page <laughs> saying her wearing his varsity jacket. And in the article itself, it says... One student was cold, so... Good Samaritan...
1: Hey, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa! We're not saying names
1: here! Pardon. (laughs) Good Samaritan, friend who shall not be named... Shared his box to help keep her warm. (laughs) And jacket, and all that. Uh, It was... Saliva. (laughs) And I remember distinctly that we went to a Nets game with your dad, Mm -hmm. and he accidentally blurted it out. That was great.
0: Yeah, I didn't care at that point, it was over You cared just, a little, He cared a little I, Because it happened it, it a lot It bothered me more that he would have to hide it from me
1: Yeah, because he didn't hide the others Yeah <laughs> There was another one too, different friend of ours um, You had dated this girl, you'd broken up A very pretty girl
0: Brian, this is cruel
1: <laughs> This is fun um, Very pretty girl And he was not so much a friend of ours at the time Not an enemy, but just like an acquaintance and we used to be on the uh, track team together, cross-country team, I think this was. And he would overhear us talk about this girl and how you wanted to maybe get back together with her. He told us this years later. He thought a good way to become like, closer with us and friends with us was to get you guys back together. So he started talking to her and setting it up and, you know, working his magic and trying to play Cupid. He ended up being with her. And it was funny because we did end up becoming friends with this guy and they were dating. And one of the things is like, she hardly talked with you. She was like a very shy, quiet girl with you. And with him, she was a lot different. (laughs) You know, I just come to
0: realize I'm just not that interesting of a person. (laughs) No, come on. And that's why
1: I failed so miserably. (laughs) I bring this up really because, in a sense, I feel like your senior year, you may be... at the same high school, you maybe tried to be the new guy.
0: Absolutely, and <laughs> quite unfortunately, I wasn't me. I thought I was seeking validation where I shouldn't have, and playing well, into this whole stupid popularity <laughs> contest. When who cares? Because I remember you, you were—you're
1: a good guy, and you were always a good guy, and you were universally known as a good guy that would bother you sometimes. You wanted to be like more of a badass. So you like started drinking and started going to parties and started uh, being cool, I suppose. Not that you weren't cool, but I remember at a later cotillion, you were like, got really hammered. And I didn't really drink at the time. And I remember seeing you in a couple different places. Well, one, I remember your uncle, I don't think he still is, but was a police officer in our town. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing him... On, the, on his radio looking for you in the school because apparently you were under cars looking for alcohol
0: <laughs> so there was this girl that I wanted to impress and yes I had begun this I guess, year-long bender that I had started going on. Yeah,
1: because who's the bitch now? You were the new guy. Commencing senior at year of high school. school.
0: And you weren't obviously allowed to bring any alcohol into a school dance no, at the age as of we were, 17. Yeah. <laughs> so I had hid some underneath a car before going in. and I figured, A random car? Yes, a random person's car. <laughs> I figured I would sneak out during the dance and come back in and... Smuggling booze for this girl that I thought was pretty. How freaking stupid!
1: <laughs> I remember also seeing you like in the bathroom, lying like completely horizontal on the windowsill.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was bad news. It was a rough patch for Mike <laughs> You were the new guy.
1: It was great. <laughs> At the same school, I remember even like one time you tried to throw a party, but you didn't have any beer. No beer. And you invited a lot of people. Be- Would you have uh, just like a handle oh my of vodka? Oh
0: gosh, yeah. The... <laughs> no, we had a, all only hard liquor. We had no beer. Somebody ended up bringing half of a 30 case. But now, there was a lot was, of people there. Uh, too many. I didn't want it to even happen. I thought I was being cool. It was a typical story you hear <laughs> in one of these <laughs> high school movies. My parents going away for the weekend. You're going to have a cool party. It wasn't cool. And... I find out they're not going away for the weekend. They're actually decided to come back that same night. So at 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock on a Friday, I'm trying, or a Saturday, I'm trying to kick everyone out of my house. Mind you, the party started at (laughs) 9.
1: Okay, maybe it started at 8, but it was like at least 40, 50 people for two, three hours.
0: And thank you, Brian, and everyone else who helped me. Oh, cover yeah. up that mess
1: Well, the funny night. thing is, your house had just gotten renovated, and yeah. the party was in the basement, and there was all this dust in the basement. So as people came up, all this dust <laughs> rose to the top of the house. Yeah, my, my parents aren't dumb. They knew something happened. Your dad happened. specifically but, knew. He was like, hey, you guys had fun tonight? <laughs> but
0: there was no concrete
1: evidence no. anywhere. No, Because we were just, like, really obviously, like, just all standing around. <laughs> Somebody got sick. I remember that. Uh And that's well, you didn't even have mixers for some of the hard liquors.
0: (laughs) It's a bad party. What do you want me to tell you? It wasn't too bad.
1: You got a lot of people to go. I I was surprised at some of the people
0: that showed up.
1: At least you got cool people to come to your parties. At least you were invited to the parties. I was never invited to the parties. Which, again, was fine with me.
0: Uh, I mean, if there were anything like that, I don't think we were missing much. (laughs) Fair. But
1: I I guess the difference between you and the new guy, like I said, is the school thing. (sighs) So let's dive into this glorious, glorious, glorious glorious film. Now, I say like the 2002 thing as being a huge year, but I feel like everything has to do with American Pie. American Pie came out in 1999, and every teen movie after that had to kind of have like silly, gross-out things, you know? And there are a lot of them in this film. But before we dive into the gross out, let's just run through the cast really quickly. T.J. Qualls is the star, very awkward-looking fellow. Um, he got really famous for the film Road Trip, which I loved. Ruben, do you remember Ruben? Kyle and I talk about it a lot, because Road Trip was one of the first films where you could see boobs, you know, as a kid. <laughs> and it, it's a funny film. I like Road Trip, but college movie, we won't cover it. It's funny because he went from college to playing high school. <laughs> Apparently he's in that show Supernatural, which I really haven't seen. This is certainly like his quote-unquote big break or whatever. Then you have uh, Eddie Griffin, and I know him from the movie I mentioned before, Undercover Brother. Yes. He was also like a very famous comedian at the time. I don't know, he kind of plays his like mentor. Okay, so you had Eliza Dushku. She played Danielle. She was recently in the news um, because, I mean, not for the greatest reasons, but she accused the star of the, sh- of the show she was on. What is it called? Bull, and uh, she got $9 million wow. in a secret settlement. So, I don't know. He said he was innocent, but you don't give $9 million. <laughs> innocent. Come I don't know. I'll reserve my judgment. I, I've always <laughs> liked her, and I think she's awesome. But one of my favorite people of all time, Hipster Icon is in this, Nora, Zoe Deschanel. Probably the first movie I recognized her in. Yes, The Armpit Hair. You're <laughs> Rocking the Armpit Hair. Rocking the Armpit Hair. Very progressive. When I saw this movie... I had such a crush on her, and that did not stop. I was going to say, what's changed? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's changed. But it was this, and then she was in, what was the Douglas Adams book? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. She had cool pants in that. And then she was in Elf, and and so on and so on and so on, obviously. First time I really saw her, though, and I'm sure the first time you saw her, too, I just didn't remember it was her, is Almost Famous as the older sister.
0: Oh yeah, she yeah. plays the flight attendant.
1: Exactly, so yeah. early Zoe Deschanel roles for sure, and then there's the one guy in the band too. Kirk is his name, played by Gerard Mixon. I recognize him from Old School. Yes, Quincy. Like, <laughs> <You know. laughs> he
0: has some family issues. His parents really yeah want to kill him. I in every
1: like, movie he's in, I feel like it's the same character. Like in Old School, just like he went to college, right? Pretty much. <laughs> his parents don't like him in either movie.
0: He's got that line about the Harley Eight Eighty Three. He goes, uh, "Just make sure nothing happens to this bike, or my dad will kill me." <laughs> and all his friends say, "No, nah, no, they won't." And it's like yeah. No, nope. he told me in a birthday card. <laughs> <He's gonna
1: laughs> and it's the me. same as old school. And it's like, oh, if, if you screw this up in college, I'll kill you. No, they're not going to really kill you. Yeah, she told. It's like the same. I noticed that too. It's like the same thing. Glenn is the other guy in the band. And he's played by Perry Shen. and Perry Shen's a really actually good actor. I forgot he's on like he was on like some soap opera, but mainly I know him from this great movie that we're gonna cover on this podcast called Better Luck Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've always liked him. And the four of them, Nora Kirk, Glenn, and Dizzy, are in a funk band. and that's another reason why I like this film because I was actually into funk. In suburban high funk. And I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. They're playing awesome songs. Uh, who else? Oh, you have Lyle Lovett, who's a musician. He plays his father. He kind of looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> who else? Um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of cameos. And I think we'll just get into the cameos hmm. as we go down the list. Okay. Some cameos I didn't even realize till the end of the film, you know?
0: I uh, yeah, me neither till they roll the credits at the end. <laughs> so
1: this is an interesting presentation, right? It starts with Eddie Griffin in mm-hmm. jail, and he's like telling a story, who it looks like he's telling a story to us, the audience, right. about like the new guy essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we see some as we mentioned early clips from his childhood, growing up liking funk, never really fitting in, and at his existing school, he's the lead singer, I would say, of his band, and kind of the leader of his clique, but they're definitely all teased and not very cool. He's very much bullied.
0: They're blips. Blips on blips, the radar. as I
1: say, blips. And one of the inciting incidents is a gross-out scene. Oof. He has a sprained penic muscle. What happens? Like
0: So, it all started on the first day of their senior year of high yes, school. Yes, that's what it is. Uh, Dizzy notices this very attractive head cheerleader in the parking lot, and he musters up the courage to go and make an advance on her. Mm. His friends are shocked and surprised, don't think he's gonna actually do it, but you know what? He actually has the balls to go up and talk to her. Good for him. (laughs) She shoots him down. He comes back with some cheesy one-liners once they enter this school, and in comes head jock of East Highland High, who questions Dizzy on what he's doing. That's East
1: Highland High?
0: I thought that was East Highland High. Oh, no, it's Rocky Creek. That's Rocky Creek, because the other ones are the Highlanders, yeah. Yes. So, this jock walks in and interrogates Dizzy, giving him a hard time, uh, saying what he's doing is not innocent, and then motions downwards to his erection that is is. noticeable in his pants. Everyone in the school sees it's in the middle of the hallway. Uh, Somebody's videotaping it. He doesn't know what to do. The nurse grabs onto it and says she's going to bring it to the principal's office. But does
1: she know it's his penis? That's what I was so confused. Yeah,
0: it's, it's uncomfortable. Because... She I, should get in trouble. <laughs> I I did not remember this part of the movie. I didn't either, at and all. I've
1: seen this film like I said several times. So
0: he goes to turn away to get this nurse to let go of his male part and <laughs> breaks it for yes, lack the, of the better sprained penic muscle.
1: Yeah, I forgot to mention the guidance counselor of that school, who I, who I mentioned like in the oh, unrated man. version. She's great. She's like kind of like a hippie.
0: Is she mentally 12?
1: <laughs> but uh, this film takes place in Texas, but the only people with like real Southern or Texan accents are, uh, to be fair, our lead, his father, yep. and her for some reason. Now, we recently covered a movie on High School Slumber Party, Ghost World, where she played the art teacher, and her name is Alina Douglas, and I've seen her in a lot of stuff, and she's really funny. She is funny. I have to say that. She, she is hilarious. What happens? She gives him medication for Tourette's Syndrome?
0: Yes. <laughs> See, this
1: movie is very, very silly like clearly
0: that. Literally misdiagnosed. Uh, very loving, caring, guidance counselor, nurse, school therapist, whatever yeah. she does there at Rocky Creek, uh, decides to prescribe him with... Tourette's medication.
1: Okay, why does he get arrested for this? So they go to the mall. Yeah, that it, confused me. That's I I wrote
0: that question down. He, and
1: he's done a b- bunch of stuff. He went
0: straight to prison for what?
1: He sang with a gospel choir, and he was like, Nah, no, he wasn't even singing. Oh well, yeah, he think. he was like preaching.
3: Oh glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. I said, glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. i'd like to talk to
0: you all about sex the devil's middle name sex
3: amen
0: do you know what the best form of sexual abstinence is being me huh? can i get an amen amen you want to talk about some pain let me hear you want to talk about pain that boy's got the spirit
1: he's an idiot me.
0: if every member of the opposite sex ever told you you are not hot type Hey, hey. Let me hear you shout amen. If you've ever had duct tape ripped off, your naked buttocks, hey, hey. Let me hear a shout amen. If you've ever
3: had your manhood right angled in front of the entire congregation. Now
0: let me hear your shout amen. Let's go,
3: white boy. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah,
0: he took over from the preacher gene simmons role yes okay um, our first
1: weirdo cameo gene simmons
0: and just was trying to find some people to relate and lament with him
1: Wait, did and you realize that was gene simmons right away no i, didn't I either, did not the credits yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> not, i hardly ever see him without his makeup yeah
1: i don't know and he, he even without his makeup he's usually wearing sunglasses uh-huh yeah so he gets up there and he just is like like, testifying at how he's a loser, essentially.
0: Did you notice every time he tried to relate to the crowd, the choir said amen, and then he asked, can I get an amen? And it was just silent. Which I think <laughs> was just great to play into how awkward he really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's
1: good at playing the awkward character. Uh, like... There
0: was nobody better for this role. <laughs> but I don't see how... That sent him straight to prison. No, and
1: then like boom. Next scene, he's in prison, and he's like crazy eyes. Yep, is, yep. Is his roommate, and that that's another like big thing from the movie and the trailer. It's like uh, Eddie Griffin's like, like you know, they, they yeah. make a sound effect like when he like looks at someone with the crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they get along really well at they the do. beginning, and he's gonna essentially teach him how to like be cool
0: because they were both bullied yeah. and suffered the same instance of bullying by being duct taped to a chair with rubber breasts <laughs> thrown on your chest
1: oh man yeah are you the one who says this line because there's a line in here that's great that, he, I, it's great that he says about prison
0: oh I thought you were going to say okay go ahead uh, I'm wondering
1: if he, he's like he's Is talking about, about prison he, yeah he's like the sex you want yep. you ain't getting and the sex you getting you, you don't want. want it <laughs> Come on
0: over here and sit down. You know high school. It's not like prison. Bad food, high fences. The sex you want, you ain't getting.
3: The sex you're getting, you don't want. I've seen terrible things.
0: Yesterday, an 80-year-old
3: librarian broke my penis. You went. So how did you change things? I got myself thrown out the last prison, and I started fresh here. That worked? Watch this.
1: <gasps>
3: wow,
0: that's what I gotta do. Switch prisons and start over. You gotta tell me what you did to get kicked out, I'll do anything. But well, the
3: first thing I did, is broke all the rules.
0: I can break all the rules. Just I started acting crazy. Yeah, I can act all crazy. Then I grabbed a broken mop handle okay. and shoved it up the warden's ass.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Basically, the prison is like a really hilarious throughout this film because. He the, comes back as a visitor. He didn't it, spend that <laughs> much
0: time for disrupting the mall.
1: No, but, but he comes back as a visitor a lot. And it's funny because it's like the inmates and. The guards are, like, friends in like, a system.
0: <laughs> the warden is getting inked up with oh, yeah. the inmates.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Eddie Griffin, which actually I like this part of the film, kind of. He's just, like, teaching him, like, what he has to do to be tough. And it's, like, those jail cliches. Like, beat up the was toughest guy. There's yeah. a funny montage. <laughs> beat up the toughest guy uh, you see in a new place. And, you know, get a tattoo... Change your look, and I think the main one is (laughs) the main one is to find a new place. Because Eddie Griffin's character, Crazy Eyes, got kicked out of prison where he was like being picked on, and went to a new prison and was cool, essentially, (laughs) and he's like running the place. So when um, Dizzy's released, his goal is to get expelled from school. And he tries a couple things that don't work, right? What was the first thing he tries? He tries...
0: um, The
1: second thing was videotaping the principal. That was the
0: second? So I don't recall the first, actually.
1: I forgot. It wasn't something that was like... It it was something that's expel-worthy. But each time the guidance counselor is like, Oh, we can save him. We can rescue him.
0: Maybe he doesn't need more drugs. Just more
1: hugs. (laughs) And I think... Knowing the uh, unrated cut, maybe part of her logic was because she liked the father. Because yeah, you know, she was like being very silly. So, Eddie Griffin's character, Crazy Eyes, gives him the idea originally to <sighs> something like break a mop and like, shove it, up, or is it shove up someone's ass or hit someone with it or stab someone. Oh, with so it? I remember the
0: first thing, but yes, that was the final straw. The first thing was cheating on a test. He blatantly had all the answers to a test he was oh, taking yeah, yeah, yeah. on his arm. <laughs> the teacher interrogates him, and then he stands up and tells everyone a qu- the answer to a question on the test. Yeah, but the third one was the broomstick, which
1: yeah, which he's about to like either stab someone or hit someone. He just breaks it, and the principal the turns principal
0: around. himself he was gonna yeah. I was confused though, because Luther Crazy Eyes suggests to break the mop stick over. Well, he doesn't suggest it, but he broke a mop stick over somebody's back. The new guy, Dizzy, just Bre- breaks, breaks it over, it over well, I his guess leg. It's just awkward like that.
1: And it's funny. He turns around. and It's like destruction of school property. You're <laughs> expelled. expelled. Uh, and I don't know. This movie has a really weird pacing, but I don't think it's that terrible at this point.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and we we mentioned the montage, and like this is where a lot of the training happens. <clears throat> and we get another cameo mm. by SNL alum Horatio Sands. Yes, he's the dance master in prison. Because, like, dancing is super important, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> And it's funny because Horatio Sands is also in another um, cameo with DJ Qualls in Road Trip as he plays the... Um Diner waiter, oh. uh, like or I think he orders French toast, and he's like, "Oh, I asked for it yes. without sh- syrup or with sugar or something." He's like, oh, "Okay, I'm so sorry." Then he like takes it and puts like in its crotch, oh. and, like, it and brings it back, and DJ Qualls is like, mm, "It's good." Like, so I don't know, director or writer or producer definitely saw Road Trip and was like, "Let's try to create the same magic." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where we hear a lot of the "Who's the bitch nows." Yes. But what I actually really liked in this film... Now, again, this is a silly film, but it's not a good movie. But I did like how he made his debut at the new school. like Oh, the Hannibal Lecter type yeah, like, spoof? In the prison truck, like, coming out. like <laughs> In shackles. <yeah.
0: laughs> his hands strapped to his chest like little T-Rex yeah. arms.
1: <laughs> and right away he sees the bully, like the, the main bully from the new school that mm. he's at. Right away... And he's like, I gotta beat this guy up, mind you. His dad, um, at this point or a little bit later, sold the house
0: and moved into a trailer. Moved into park. a
1: trailer just so he could spend more time with his son, oh, which is like, it's just depressing. The hurts. father like son relationship in this is like really sad. Yeah. <laughs> so I do like this too. I mean, look, when I watch this, I'm like, wow, this is a stupid movie. But now that I recount it. I like the parts, if that makes sense. Like, there's funny elements, but maybe it wasn't executed as well. He beats up the guy. No one sees it. So he brings him into, <laughs> into school. He kind of, like, knocks him out again. But everyone goes into the classroom. So he has to pull the fire alarm.
0: Which was painful to watch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pull the fire alarm and basically, like, punch him again. Yeah. By the way, the principal at the new school is played by Kurt Fuller who's in a lot of films as well. I'm trying to think of the high school film he's been in. Let me look that up quick. But he's in Wayne's World, the first Wayne's World. Midnight in Paris, I remember him from. He's in uh, Ghostbusters 2. He's in a lot of films. He's like, a, like one of those actors like, oh, I remember that guy. Mm-hmm. He's got a great voice as well. <laughs> um, and then he, you know, automatically he's in trouble. But this is starting to get, like, the appeal of the girls, including one, this blonde girl, I don't know.
0: Brian, this is why I wanted to be bad in high school. All the chicks dig bad boys.
1: It's true, or at least the movies tell us that. <laughs> he has that conversation with her outside and accidentally like, lights the statue on fire.
0: <laughs> when In the Air Tonight yeah. is playing in the and background. In the Air Tonight is but playing. But his reaction to that is perfect. Oh, so he, like, good. He walks away all yeah. bad, glances back,
1: and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> See? I'm telling you, when I watch this movie, I'm like, wow, I like this movie, it's lame, but recounting it now, I'm like, having yeah, ta- like I said, I'm having a good time. it. Like I said, having a good time talking about it, yeah. Just enjoy Analyzing the movie. it maybe it was my mistake. <laughs> Letting it run is how this needs to go. So she invites him to a party, and he's like, yeah, I'm invited to my first party. He plays it cool, shows up to this party, and it's your typical high school party. Except it's on a Tuesday, which is what they mention. Mm-hmm. His old, the band, his old friends from the old school, like, drive him there. And first thing I noticed was such an, again, this is 2002, but 2002 is the vomit of the 90s. The first thing I noticed... he took the bike. Yeah, but his friends... Drove him home. Oh, well, how'd they get there then? He took the motorcycle. They just knew he was there.
0: Yeah, they knew he was there, and they, I guess they were watching.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He tells him to like watch key things, because he told him to watch when he entered the school, so he must have told him to watch at the party. I guess. Kind uh, of, yeah. It's just convenient for the bike thing. You're right. He takes his motorcycle. What kind of motorcycle? Your motorcycle guy. Like, what it kind was of motorcycle was that? It was a Harley
0: 883, I think he said. Oh, yeah, 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 They mentioned it. It, it was a cool-looking bike.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be cool-looking, I thought it was But cool. it is. No, it is. Anyway, so he's at the party and stuff. But the first thing I noticed was the half pipe.
0: <sighs> with Tony Hawk? Yeah, and then
1: it's revealed that it's Tony Hawk there. And this is another one of these things where it's like, oh my god, another cameo. Poor Tony Hawk. I actually liked his cameo in this. It was though. good, yeah. <laughs>
0: because he was like... Brittany, you see that Indy 360?
1: Yeah, he's like trying to impress the girl. with Please, it. Tony. <laughs> Which is kind of creepy. Yeah, he's like clearly an adult there, and he's at a high school party, but whatever. What's his name in the new school? Uh, It's not Dizzy.
0: It's Gil Harris.
1: Gil Harris. Okay, so he changed his name. So he's Gil here, which is not really that cool of a name.
0: No, (laughs) but like Diz would be cool.
1: Yeah. So Gil's at this party, and he's like impressing people, not really on purpose. He's kind of see in the old school he would stumble on things, and it would result to him being. Like, bad things happening. Mm-hmm. In this school, he stumbles on things and good things happen. Yeah. Like, the girl brings him upstairs, and they're, like, either going to have sex or make out or something crazy. And he falls S- off the roof, right?
0: Yeah. Well, something crazy involved with maple syrup? Yeah. It's, like, a weird line.
1: So he falls off, he falls off the roof, but she thinks he's blowing her off, which, like, just adds to his coolness factor. hmm we get another cameo in this scene, too, by Jerry O'Connell.
0: Both of the O'Connells. Yeah, right?
1: and his brother, but I, I'm not too familiar with his brother, honestly.
0: They looked familiar to me, but that's... But again, what are they doing at
1: a I... high school party? Like <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> at the time, you just, like, throw came- cameos in. It reminds me of like, Eurotrip. Like, this will be funny. <laughs> Matt Damon sings that song in Eurotrip. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> But, like, why? Why did it have to be, like, why Why did they have Jerry O'Connell have to be in this film? I don't know. Big Stand By Me fans? <laughs> um, the big thing is, though, that, like, the girl Elijah Dushku plays is, like, getting more attracted to him. She's dating, like, that popular guy, but it's, like...
0: That douche Connor? Yeah,
1: douche Connor. It's not going well. She ends up asking, um, I guess, Gil at this point, Gil slash Dizzy... If he'll come to the football games because he's cool and nobody comes to the football games anymore and their football team sucks and to inspire them. Another high school uh, <laughs> film cliche, football.
0: It is Texas, though.
1: It is Texas, so that you're right. That does make a lot of sense. <laughs> so he goes to the football game, and this is where, depending on what version you saw, you either saw a Braveheart scene or a Patton scene, which he's like braveheart at the end, so I don't know why they would do two now that I think about it.
0: Hmm. Did he do the final monologue at the end? Did it make the final game
1: longer? I don't remember. This is all blurring together. So he inspires the team to have their first victory since the last Bush was president. (laughs) Due to strictly his school spirit. Mm -hmm. Somehow he inspired uh, their team, the Highlanders, to win. Which then inspires Elijah Dushku. At some point she breaks up with her boyfriend. I'm not sure exactly when. And they're like, let's go shopping together. Guys don't usually like to go shopping. (laughs) And then then I'm watching this, and I'm like, she's having a bikini fashion show for him? (laughs) Yeah. And he's very
0: thankful for it. Yes. My favorite part of that scene is when he just looks up to this guy, and he's like, thank you, God."
3: (laughs) Yes,
1: Now I don't know if it was real or not, because then you have crazy eyes, and it's like, hey, I'm telling the story, or something like that. Gets a little carried away. Yeah, and he's like... You know, I've been in prison a while, which is, a, is such a copy from uh, Road Trip. If you've seen Road Trip, Tom Green is like talking about the girls in the locker room, and like Amy Smart is talking with all these girls, and they're completely naked. And the story stopped, and somebody's like, "Wait, women just don't stand around naked talking to each other." And he's like, "I'm telling the story. They were naked, like totally naked, you know." So it's. You got this guy from Road Trip. Right. You're writing some similar scenes from Road Trip.
0: So what we're getting from the movie (laughs) isn't exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, I guess. It's
0: all from Luther's point of view.
1: That's his name? That's Crazy Eye's name? I think so. You're better with the names than me. (laughs) Uh, Some quick scenes. We have that record store scene, which is interesting. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad because they're shopping there then, I guess, Mm -hmm. after the bikinis, or maybe the bikinis never happened.
0: Because he's going to show her real music.
1: Yeah, which is the funk stuff. And it, it's cool, and I'm glad. I love funk.
0: Because if she knows that, then she'll get you. I'll get you, He
1: says. <laughs> it's funny because like this film, I think, actually is an awesome soundtrack.
0: Yeah, I thought so too.
1: <laughs> and that's, I think, something that appealed to me when I was younger. Like Not like the modern songs, but the funk songs are good. But a couple things happen there. One... Either she suggests seeing the new Creed CD, or someone says, "Let's get the new Creed CD." Creed's mentioned again, and we'll talk about it. A bit. I have to ask: Did you own the, the Creed no, CD? No,
0: I did not own. Wow, Creed.
1: I'm surprised. Bernard really liked Creed.
3: Arms wide open.
0: Yeah,
1: I think I had Creed. I think I had a Creed CD. Human Clay. The head, arms wide open, and what's the other one? Oh, can you take me <laughs> higher? And Creed is, like, one of the most hated bands ah, now. man. But someone's like, yeah, Creed. <laughs> and the one cameo we get there is a Vanilla Ice works at the store.
0: Again, another one I didn't know until the movie was over. All right, time to go.
3: I'm shopping here. Come on, you're
1: not shopping. You've been listening to this same song for six hours. You're squatting.
3: Listen, bro... I've had a bad day, so squat on this, puke-face.
0: That's it. You're tossed, Seth. You're not a bouncer anymore. You've moved up. Come on, man. Who can toss it better than me? Would you relax? Come on, man. I'm sick of this. Ugh.
3: That. Balls and Stroud on counter-five.
0: You know what? I have all these.
3: That's my
1: microphone.
3: Oh, no. Please,
1: I knew it because I literally remember sitting in the theater, seeing the credits, it's saying Vanilla Ice, yeah. and like, oh my god, that's crazy, like, who cares, <laughs> Vanilla Ice. Why? And he's not even, like, doing a vanilla, vanilla Ice thing. Another random cameo. It's not as random in one of your favorite movies, Teenage, Ninja- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Mm. It's like, go turtle, go turtle,
2: go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: More appreciated then. <laughs> Well, mainly in the scenes about him blowing off his friends.
0: And, and... Latin booty music. But he has all those CDs
1: already. <laughs> Fair. He blows off his friends. Um, oh, the dumping, I wrote in my notes, the dumping scene happens after. Despite having a bikini fashion show, she's still with her boyfriend. Hmm. But when there's a school scene and there's that little person, I forget his name, and he's being picked on. Who's that little dude? Hey, Connor.
0: what did Ed ever do to you?
2: All right, freak. We don't call people that here.
3: Danielle. She's going down there with the geeks. Hey,
1: Look, um, and, like, uh, Dizzy kind of defends him. That's the final straw. Yeah, and she's like, screw my boyfriend, I like Dizzy now.
0: That was a weird scene, because everyone in the entire high school just achieves enlightenment and realizes <laughs> this, this whole popularity contest shouldn't even exist anymore. Which I
1: think is really funny, <laughs> you know?
0: We don't do that here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's funny because, like, I actually liked that part because it's so doesn't happen. No, you know? not at all. So you mentioned that enlightenment's achieved, and it's crazy because it really is. The whole school suddenly like nice to everybody. The cowboys,
0: the goths, yeah. the cool kids—they're all on the same page.
1: All the cliques are getting together. Yeah. All the the nerds are are with the cool people, like the weirdos, quote unquote, are starting to date like the popular girls and vice versa. But the song that's playing in the background before I get into this, Daz Bands. Mm. Whip it? Whip it. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember in high school, we have an interesting story oh, I about do. that. It, it's a brief story, but there used to be... I mean, after cross-country practice, we had to lift weights, and I hated, hated lifting weights. Like, I just didn't care for it. It was just boring to me, you know? I mean, looking back, I should have done it, because it does help you in cross-country, but I didn't really get the correlation back mm-hmm. then. So I used to fiddle around with the radio, because <laughs> it was like a boombox playing... And people used to get mad at me from time to time. But whatever. I fiddling with the radio, this song started playing. And I thought it was a good song for a while, but it's kind of a long song. I switched it, like, midway. And our coach, Mr. Capuzzo, I'll just mention, our coach yelled from across the weight room, like,
0: Hey! Bloody murder.
1: So loud i thought he was gonna kill you yeah i was like oh my god i'll put it back he was so angry (laughs) put it back on i've loved the song ever since and it's funny because it's just it's one of those songs that he probably had not heard since he was a kid it came on and he was just like yes (laughs) ruined it but i think it's a cover in this film still great song Great song.
0: Then it just cuts right into Suburban Funk playing that song, and Kirk getting really into it, because he finally
1: gets oh, yeah. that song. He gets, he got with the blonde girl who was going to get with Dizzy. Right. And he's like, oh, I finally get the lyrics of this I song. I understand what they're singing about. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to... I just wrote this down because there's a really dumb scene where he's like making s'mores or something with his Uh, dad, yeah, outside the trailer park. Yeah, fiery marshmallow gets in his eye. (sighs) So sad. I hate this stupid shit. You don't like. You could make a good movie out of this movie. Yeah, but it has all these gross-out moments. Stop copying American Pie. Um, Quickly, we'll run through these scenes. Eliza Dushku rides a bull
0: with a bandana as a shirt.
1: Yes, she works at like a. Rodeo kind of restaurant.
0: And she is going to college.
1: Yes. <laughs> they have a nice moment, I guess. Why did I write George Lopez's brother in my notes?
0: Um, Because <laughs> Las Arañas Negras.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Go ahead. Take it No, aside. no, no. I'm just like, like one of the waiters or, or bar people recognizes his tattoo and like, Las Arañas Negras. And does that guy play? I was going to ask you because you used to watch a George Lopez show. Do they use that? Is that guy from that show?
0: Uh, I think so. I th- it, He looks familiar, but it's...
1: I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, Valente Rodriguez. Because I think that guy played... Yeah, he played George Lopez's brother okay. in the George Lopez show. <laughs> That's why I wrote that down. But it's so random.
0: Is everyone part of the Black Spiders?
1: I think it's just like a prison gang. I remember in college... You told me you worked at, like, the cafeteria, and there used to be, like, ex-prisoners with tattoos yeah. like that there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it's much different. You know, this, this movie's almost done. It, there's really not much of this film. The football team has made it to the championship. Unfortunately, wah, wah, they're playing his old school in the championship game. He doesn't want to go, but in that, like, cowboy rodeo restaurant scene, she kind of convinces him to go. Mm-hmm. He goes, and he leads the team into battle and, like with a brave, hard painted face and, like, the sword thrown in the air. I think it's actually pretty epic.
0: Yeah, it was cool. It was an awesome entrance to their state championship game.
1: <laughs> state championship in Texas. Very important. It's huge. It's funny because they win the game, and it's not just because of his leadership. Like, he kind of distracts the other team's quarterback. He does. Not on purpose, I don't think, right?
0: No, not intentionally. He was turned the other way.
1: Yeah. Huh. Huh.
0: <laughs> but his horse goes back on two legs when, I guess, I don't know, was he a running back?
1: I'm not sure, I don't
0: remember. he just gets the football tossed right in his face.
1: What's interesting, I think, is that, like, the movie could have ended here. Now, should it have? I don't know, because there was a lot of loose ends, but it could have ended here. This is what I call my first ending. (laughs) When I saw this in the theater, the big thing to me was, huh, I thought this movie was ending in this scene. I thought the same thing. <laughs> this film has a couple of endings. I'll put it that way. So yay, they win the state championship. It's epic. It's awesome. It's it's great. But the guy, the leader of his old school, guess recognizes him, and he kind of just sh- sh- shows up at the new school to beat him up. Yep. What, what happened? Dizzy wins, right?
0: Sort of. He gets called out by the his former high school school bully. He tells everyone else to just stand back. He can handle this. Don't worry about it. But they won't hear it from Dizzy and they go to defend him and beat up this high school bully from Rocky Creek.
1: Yeah, okay. So the school helps him out. The school. Yeah. And that's when so that could have been ending too. Could have been ending too. I was right like, there. "Oh, this is the ending."
0: Pans out to him with his underwear on his head. <laughs> So
1: (laughs) that's vanquished. Nope. Connor shows up and he's like, hey, what do you know about Dizzy? So the bully from the original school, the bully from the new school, get together and set up this thing. Well, basically to repay his band for like blowing him off, he Mm -hmm. got them a gig at the new school's homecoming. By the way, it seems like a really small venue for like a homecoming thing. (laughs) But whatever, he gets them a gig at their homecoming dance. The gig is packed because I guess the two bullies made a sign that said Creed was going to be there. What an era. What an era when, like, Creed packs up a room like that. I bet Creed can't even... Well, apparently Well, you Creed did say it wasn't a fan.
0: big room size. No, I know, but even <laughs> but that kind of But it would have gotten sold out. Yeah, I know what you're
1: saying. <laughs> Creed. Like, now, know. no. But Creed is... Well, I don't know. I don't know. Again, apparently they have a big following, but I've never met a modern Creed fan. <laughs> but it's, like, written on a little piece of paper.
0: On the back of the school cafeteria menu. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And we have this whole thing where they're about to play, but instead they show, like, a video of, his, of what he used to be. And it's him getting teased at the other school and him changing his name. And the, the thing I'm thinking is, like, why would this new school care? Like, they do care, but why would they care? He just, like, he's clearly a different guy there. He led them to a championship. He's even taught them that losers are cool, too. So why does it matter? The only
0: thing I can think of is if they were just angry, he lied.
1: Well, they do say that, but what, he only lied about his name, really. He was in prison. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Albeit briefly, but he was in mm-hmm. prison. But it's a whole ordeal. Um, by the way, another we get another cameo, Tommy Lee.
0: Which is weird. <laughs> And uncomfortable. Just seeing that guy kind of creeps me out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a weird cameo. I don't know. Um, Oh, my one of my favorite things in this film, and it was my favorite thing at the time, is Zoe Deschanel's character. She's like goes up to Dizzy, and she's like comforting him, and she she's like talking to him. She's like, "You've inspired me to reveal, like a, you know." how I feel about somebody. And he's like, I don't know, you know. He's confused. So he's, he's confused. He
0: says, what's going on here, Nora?
1: <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I'm in love with whatever uh, Perry Shen's character is. Made. Glenn.
2: is you are amazing.
3: You came along, we'll what is that for?
2: Can't I appreciate you? you?
0: You're scaring me. What's going on here?
2: you inspire me. I have to do something that I've been wanting to do for the longest time. I have to let somebody know
3: how I feel about it. Um, mm. you know, Nora,
2: I like you. To... Better than PlayStation 2?
1: No, it is. And they start making it out, but <laughs> first he, like... As you alluded to, the big thing here is like she's a cool girl, but she has hairy armpits, and he like they start making up, He lifts her armpits. It's like okay, great.
0: <laughs> she asks him better than PlayStation Two. He
1: lifts her armpits. Oh, that's he what goes, it is. Now yeah. it is. <laughs> great line, and I liked them getting together. Oh yeah, that was awesome. That made me happy because I think they're both really good. Honestly, I like the band. I like everyone in the band.
0: Me too. Suburban Funk.
1: Yes, Suburban Funk. Elijah Dushku uh, goes backstage. She was like, you know, I used to be ugly or something. They used to call me Dan the Man. Now I'm Danielle the Body. Whatever. Like, she's like... (laughs) ow. One, jerk. Two, like... I don't know. She tells them that, like, she sold out, too. That it's okay. And they go out. They play... I think they play 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 That Funky Music. Or is that the beginning?
0: So they were playing, ah. played that funky music, White Boy, and the two jocks from both high schools interrupt their song in. okay. to display that uh, Dizzy Harrison is also Gil Harris. That kind of ends their concert, sh- uh, cuts it short, because they were getting booed off stage because everybody started chanting Broke Dick. Ah, and that's what they were chanting. That's when Glenn and Nora hook up. Yeah. Because her shaved armpits are better than PlayStation 2. Then it cuts to Dizzy or Gil Harris. or somebody. um, (laughs) With Danielle having a heart-to-heart about both of them having former uncool selves.
1: Yeah, but I can't remember how the film, not end ends, but what's...
0: Um, Both the bullies are tied up with rubber breasts on them. Who did it? The prison inmates and guards. Oh, that's what... You're right. And the guards go... This is where the caveat goes. They go, Who's the biatch now? Yes.
1: Yeah, so the prison invades this. They kind of give some time for the whole heart-to-hearts to to happen. And then the two bullies are strapped to the chair. (laughs) I knew there was something... we were missing in terms of like Mm -hmm. the big kicker here. Yeah,
0: there are so many different endings it's hard to keep track of. Yeah, there
1: really are like five different endings here. So, yeah, so that's what happened. So the prisoners come. I guess they were just going to come maybe to see the concert.
0: Because the warden, I think he's the warden, not just another guard, is a huge funk fan.
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) And then we get our ending, which is the beginning. Ending number five at this point. Yeah. Where it's... (laughs) Uh, Crazy Eyes Luther, and he's basically like finishing the story up, and it's David Hasselhoff. So you see,
3: I saved his narrow behind, and he got to kiss the girl. I hope that inspires you.
1: It has. It's taught me a lot. It's easy for a man like myself to forget what most poor Slavs will do to get a woman. Random cameo, which this one I didn't mind because I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, and it just, David asked, I was like, wow, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, really brief, and then we have the credits where it shows all the cameos of people, and we literally have a scene with Eliza Dushku and DJ Qualls riding off on a horse into the sunset. Yeah. I just really quickly want to read the cameos, because I didn't even see all of them, to be honest with you. And I didn't even see? know all of them. Okay, so, these are the cameo appearances, according to Wikipedia. Jerry O'Connell, Charlie O'Connell, we got that. Vanilla yep. Ice, we got that. Tony yep. Hawk, we got that. David Hasselhoff, we got. Tommy Lee, we got. Cool Modi, who is Cool Modi? <laughs> Ratio Sands, we got. Henry Rollins, I know Henry Rollins. I just don't know where he was. Jay Rodriguez is another actor from that. Gene Simmons? Oh, he's from the queer queer actor, the straight guy. Ah. actor, I'm like, I know this name. He, um, I think he's in. Oh. He might play the woman that he takes the picture Josefina? with. Josefina? Josefina, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. wait. M- Kyle Gass from Tenacious D is in the film. I don't remember him there. Hmm. Um, MC Ganey is in the film. I don't remember where, but MC... Is
0: the Tenacious D guy from prison when he's teaching him tiger claws? Oh, yeah. Is that him?
1: Yeah, I think that's him. Okay. That makes sense. Or no, or is that M.C. Ganey? I think they're both in prison, but this is M.C. Ganey. I recognize him.
0: Oh, that's M.C. Gainey. That was Tiger Klaus. Yeah, okay,
1: okay. I think Kyle Gass is in prison as well. Okay. I think M.C. Ganey. I know him because you've seen the Mighty Ducks, I'm sure. Yeah. He's the limo driver in the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> He's also in a film I know we both watched because we've talked about it, Sideways. He's like the big naked man that has sex. Oh. With the woman that starts running down the street. Right. <laughs> he, plays, he has up a lot of like bit parts like that. Ah, so that's that's the new guy. I mean, I don't know what else to say. You know, watching it again, I'm like, I didn't really enjoy this film as much as I did when I saw it, which I get. looks 7% rotten to Rotten Tomatoes, it's not good. But talking about it again... Is it well made? No. But there are funny scenes.
0: I enjoy it every time I watch it. It's <laughs>
1: funk horrific. It has elements I really, really like. Is it a good movie? No. No. It's not going to be in the top one hundred films I do on this podcast. It's fun to watch. <laughs> I think it's fun to watch if you're if you've seen it before. It's one of those <laughs> things. Like if this is the first time you watch this movie, you're gonna yeah. think this movie really sucks. <laughs> All right, so every week um, we rate the film on a scale of Mm. one to five.
0: What are we using as a rating? I don't know.
1: I was going to think. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things we can in this film. I just can't.
0: I have suggestions. Okay, suggestions. All right. Broke dicks. (laughs) State championships. Stuffed lockers. Singed ass hairs. (laughs) What? When did this... Does that happen in the film? Dizzy mentions that the new high school is much better because ah. he didn't get stuffed in his locker or singe any of his <laughs> okay. ass hairs. Musical numbers? I don't know. Instruments? Uh, Fun. Funk songs?
1: Whatever. Let's know. do singed ass hairs. All oh, right,
0: Singed ass hairs for the <laughs> so win. So on a
1: scale of one to five, how many singed ass hairs are you giving the new guy?
0: Oh, man. I, I, I'm biased to this movie. I enjoy it every time I watch Go it. Go for it. I am giving it four and a half. Four and a half singed ass hairs. What? Out of five? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Out of five. I don't wow. know what stopped that last one from burning, but
1: <laughs> Wow. That's a high rating for this film. It's a guilty pleasure. Fair. I'm gonna give it because I've seen so many of these films, I'm gonna give it a two singed ass hairs. <laughs> I was thinking of giving it a three, I might give it a three. That's even high. I guarantee most people who watch this film are gonna give it a one. Oh, I understand my rating is high. <laughs> I get it. It has very funny elements. But a lot of the comedy you can see in other films of the era, mm-hmm. um, it's very disjointed at times. It doesn't have a great structure.
0: Yeah, that's not why
1: you watch it. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's good about it are the funk elements. Oh, yeah. I think the band is great. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the relationships are great. I like, you know, the kind of take on the school. I like how you have a interesting, just looking and acting guy as the lead, you know? You never see that. You never see, like, people like DJ Qualls mm-hmm. lead a film. And I do appreciate that part of it.
0: There was no one better for that role. No. He was perfect.
1: I do think this movie could be made so much better. Even today, it might be, like, a better film. It didn't need all, like, the gross-out parts. Yeah. It's a fun film at the heart of it, so I don't think people watch this to see like a random lady grab his penis. You know, I don't think people I watch hope not. this film. No, <laughs> I don't think people watch this film to see like a flaming marshmallow get put in his father's eye. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff is like excessive to me. But at its core, I, s- I know what they were going for here. That's why I'll give it either a two or a three. I have to think about it. <laughs> I have to think even further. I'll probably give it. I'll, I'm going to give it two point five singed-ass hairs. Nice. Which I think is even generous. That's from, very generous. From some people. I mean, not, not your 4.5. <laughs> anything else in, in your notes that you wrote down? Anything else you want to discuss with this film? Yes. Funny moments? Um, not particularly
0: about the movie, but what sleeping bag I'd bring to your Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Of course, that was going to be my next question.
0: Okay. So it's a toss-up between... One of the two. Either a Dick Tracy sleeping bag. Dick or Tracy? Were you a big Dick Tracy guy? I had a lunchbox. Oh, So I feel like if I had a lunchbox, it would make sense to have a sleeping bag, too. <laughs> I might have. Uh, or Sunset Riders, which was this awesome Sega Genesis game.
1: Sunset Riders. You've talked about this.
0: It's so cool. It, you can play as one of two characters. One is like a typical American cowboy who dual wields now, pistols, yeah. <laughs> and the other is like a Mexican cowboy with this poncho and he <laughs> wields a shotgun. Both equally awesome. I always opted for the guy with the shotgun.
1: Yeah, that's cool. But, I'm looking at this game now. I never yeah, played so it. so I would
0: yeah. go with, you know at Sunset Rider Sleeping
1: <laughs> Bag. It's funny because you used to be, I don't want to call you a gamer, but you definitely were into games back then. And
0: Yeah, I guess... And-
1: now it's like a more of a gamer era, and I don't know you are
0: <laughs> almost unfortunately for me. I feel like
1: I always miss the boat on <laughs> or the early time on the boat. thing. So, anything else you want to mention about the movie, or in general? Ah, oh,
0: no, just the lead was great. It was funny. It was stupid. Yeah, you don't watch this for the plot. It's close to a spoof on high school movies. I don't know if it was intended that way, but it's just funny.
1: Would you recommend this film? I would recommend this to anyone. Okay. (laughs) Slumbers, do not be disappointed. Some of you may enjoy this film, but I'm telling you some of you won't enjoy this film. I liked it. I did, because of the nostalgia factor, and like I said, love the funk music, but... (laughs) you just gotta let go
0: and have a good time yeah don't have any expectations for a coherent
1: film (laughs) just watch it and have a good time that's the best way to put it alright Mike where can people follow you if you want them to follow you ah okay do you have anything you want to plug in your life
0: sure I guess if you really want to follow me you can follow me on Instagram under CI that's Coney Island Warriors or Skyline Brews.
1: Oh, when you said Skyline Brews, I forgot you are a home brewer. I am. You are a very good brewer. I've had your beers. I thought you meant like, for some reason, it just slipped my mind. I thought you were talking about like a Nissan Skyline, like Paul Walker's car <laughs> in Too Fast, Too Furious. The guys on the Too Fast, Too Forever podcast were like that. But no, it's, it's your beer company.
0: Yet not as cool as Paul Walker's
1: call Cars. <laughs> no. All right, Mike, thank you so much for coming on again. Thanks for having can't me. can't wait to have you come back on for maybe another DJ Qualls film. No, I'm kidding.
0: I <laughs> only hope so. <laughs> all right, thanks. Thank you.
1: That, of course, was Mike Rivera, CPA extraordinaire, a good man, and a fan of the new guy. So your homework for next week will be to watch a newer film but don't worry, you can rent it. You don't have to go to the theater. It's called Assassination Nation.
2: My name is Lily Coulson, and I'm 18 years old. These are my three best friends,
3: M, Bex, and Sarah.
2: And this is the story of how my town, Salem, lost its mind. but let's start at the beginning. Dude, the principal got hacked.
0: I'll give him like five days before he commits suicide.
2: Sorry, I just don't have any sympathy for people that get hacked. For real? There's two types of people in this world. People that have come to terms with privacy is just dead. Then there's the old people that are still trying to fight it. What do you have to hide anyway, Lil? A million nudes, super gross porn history, and like super pervy texts about almost everyone at this school. Me too. Me three.
0: (laughs) I think it was some like socially conscious vigilante hacker guy.
2: I live for this type of scandal, to be honest.
1: Looks like half of Salem just got hacked. (laughs) There's nothing anybody can do to get these videos down. Unfortunately, sir, it's uh, very difficult to stop the internet.
2: When 17,000 people's texts and emails get leaked, people get really weird.
3: Run and leave!
2: Who sees a naked photo of a girl and their first thought is, yo, I gotta kill this girl?
3: What do you think you're going, Lily? Way more people than you'd think. <laughs>
2: your world. You built this. Don't take your hate out on me. I just got here.
3: You may kill me, but she can't kill us all.
1: Huh? And the Godfather himself, Joey Lewandowski, will be passing by To chat all about Assassination Nation, this was his pick, and can't wait to pick his brain on this film. Your other homework, as always, is to find some way to get John Cusack to unblock us. Remember, he's blocking us on Twitter. But we actually have a new update when it comes to that. Apparently, John Cusack is going to do an appearance repping Better Off Dead this month. I know, I know, I don't get it. Just to recap, early in this show's run. I asked John Cusack on Twitter why he didn't like the film Better Off Dead, because that's the rumor, which of course I read somewhere, but it's like, I feel like it's internet common knowledge. He blocked me. Kinda confirming this, right? However, I guess he had a change of heart. Mike Manzi, the wonderful podcast host and, you know, good friend, tipped me on this one. So Diane Franklin, who played Monique in Better Off Dead, tweeted about this event. And, by the way, side note, a very cool moment, because when I retweeted her tweet, she retweeted my retweet. It was a whole awesome retweet thing. Oh, what a world we live in. Anyway, the event is called The Hollywood Show. It's in Chicago, apparently, on March 23rd and 24th. John Cusack is actually going to appear with Diane Franklin and the paperboy from the movie. I cannot believe it. Chicago slumberers, if you're listening, go to this event, let me know what he says, and ask him to unblock us, please. And if you're not in Chicago, or if you're in Chicago, of course, as always, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Leave us a five-star rating and a nice review.
3: <sighs>
1: Boy, I'm getting tired. I need to get into that sleeping bag. But remember, tell a friend about this show. And check out all the other great shows on the Cage Club Podcast Network. That's cageclub.me. CageClub.me. I leave you with a song I like, but it's going to be the version from this film Let It Whip by SR71. Later, dudes.
3: right. Give me just a
0: minute. All your time tonight. We both are
3: here to have some fun. Let it whip.
0: I know you're into grooving. Love your body language, baby. Let me know. You got me sort of anxious. We both are here to have some fun. Let it whip. Let it
3: whip. Whip it, baby. Whip it right.